0: Welcome to Know Them, Be Them, Raise Them, a show to help moms stay informed and inspired so they can show up for themselves and their daughters the way they want to. I'm your host, Carmelita Tu. Join me each week as I cover a variety of topics, all designed to support mindful and growth oriented moms of girls, especially girls in their crucial tween and teen years. My guest today is Julie DeLuca Collins, the founder and CEO of Go Confidently Services and the host of the popular Cassidy Confidence podcast and a weekly radio show Confident You featured on a global talk radio network. She's also the number 1 best-selling author of the book Confident You: Simple Habits to Live the Life You've Imagined. Julie is a certified coach in cognitive behavioral techniques, holistic coaching, and tiny habits. She's also certified as a social emotional learning facilitator and has completed her 200-hour yoga teacher certification. As a business and life strategist coach, Julie helps women business owners launch or grow their businesses, get clients, be productive, and achieve their dreams. I invited Julie to chat and shed some light on the power of tiny habits. Here's our conversation Julie, I am so excited to connect with you. Um, your wisdom and your light is just infectious, and I can't wait to share that with the listeners.
1: Carmelita, Kat, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to hang out with you because I know that surrounding yourself with the people that you admire is an honor. And I'm excited to be a guest on your
0: show that I admire. Thank you. Well, um, in your bio, confidence is such a linchpin that your work revolves around. Mm -hmm. I'd love to hear a a little bit about your personal journey and where we can take that from there when it comes to raising our daughters.
1: Yeah, you know, when I I was growing up, I was born in El Salvador. My mom is from El Salvador. My dad was from New York, and he happened to meet my mom, and they settled there. I was the first granddaughter, and I, I was born to a woman who was um, very privileged to have been educated in the States, traveled abroad, and my dad grew up in a very humble home in the projects of New York, but he grew up with a strong woman as well and that really set the stage and my mom's mother also was someone who was ahead of her time Mm -hmm. my grandmother my maternal grandmother was someone who was expected to because she grew up in an affluent home get married raise children but no she wanted a career she wanted to be an educator Mm. and she kept going through and getting education and my great-grandfather wanted her to settle down and she said no i want to work and finally he gave in and decided to
0: build a school for her oh that's amazing wow so
1: it's like okay you have a school you can teach here And my grandmother began teaching and subsequently took over the school when my great grandfather passed. And I was born in this environment in which women were very strong. Hmm. And that's what I saw. At an early age, at about five years old, my grandmother had her leg amputated because she had Hmm. a rare form of cancer. And most people thought that someone at 70 something was done, right? and Mm -hmm. this illustrious career was pretty much behind her Mm. but instead my grandmother made it her mission that she was going to come back and come back greater and i watched her um, continue to rehabilitate herself teach herself to walk with a prosthesis that weighed 100 pounds Mm. um, and continue to give and volunteer and have a successful career and I was told that i was a leader from an early age someone that was told that service was important that was needed to be part of my life and most importantly i learned my voice i mm. learned to speak i was never afraid to speak just to adults and have a conversation and i read a lot so all of that contributed to who i am today mm. mm-hmm. ultimately you know confidence was something that I never knew not having it but there were moments in which especially in middle school when i started to be yes. teased and oh. you, you start to kind of you know this is who you are and your family tell you you are and then you hit middle school and your classmates like who are
0: you you and and all your confidence is kind of knocked out yes there's that dissonance between what your family your parents tell you i tell them they're beautiful and strong and whatnot and then Mm -hmm. they go off into the world and then have these experiences that kind of knock them down so yeah totally for sure
1: you know in my in my book i actually talk about this there's an experience that i had in the locker room and changing for gym and how i came in full of confidence and sure enough surely thereafter um i was knocked down And I remember at that time, my parents had divorced and we're living in Miami at this point. Um, But my dad shared a quote with me that's become my mantra through my Mm. life. And that's what my business is called. It's go confidently services because of the Henry David Thoreau quote, Mm. go confidently in the direction of your dreams. And it became the mantra when I didn't feel confident, when I felt like I didn't have it all together, I kept saying, just go forward, just do it, just, it's okay. And we don't always feel confident. And this is something that I wish, um, you know, when I look back at that 11 year old girl, she just kept going. Right. Mm. And I, and I want to tell her that it turns out okay. Mm. And then you don't have it all together, but that's part of the process of learning and becoming stronger. Mm. Someone has to be a beginner at everything in order to get to be who you want to
0: become. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a a great insight that sometimes I forget, but that you have to anticipate and normalize and accept that Mm -hmm. things are going to feel awkward or unknown or uh, uncertain just by virtue of the fact that you're trying new things. Yeah, for sure. And I think
1: this is where in my career, right? I started to look around me as I got higher and higher in that corporate ladder and I thought, where are my sisters? Where are the girlfriends? Where are the ladies? You know, we we can deep dive into this so much, but ultimately, like Sheryl Sandberg says, right? Like lean in. It's okay. And maybe you don't feel like you belong, but the more that you lean in, the more that you create a space for yourself. And that's Mm. something that I want women, young women and girls to really know and pay attention to.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. On that point, you know, what women and girls can do, I know that you have some thoughts on how habits can really contribute into building up this sense of confidence. I'd love to hear you say more yeah. about that.
1: Well, you know, habits for me have been that friend me <laughs> because we love it, but also they're hard. And for many years, I just kept thinking, what's wrong with me? I really want to create these great habits, but my motivation is not there. What can I do to motivate myself more? And then I kept learning about habits and wanting to adopt them. And I was successful at them. But there was a piece missing. And then eventually I found that, well, one, your brain does want to have habits. And if you don't create good ones, your brain is going to create not so good ones because mm. your brain is, is, is Going to want to change the uncertainty of things and wants to automate the processes. Number two, motivation is something that you can start. It's a feeling, but when something gets hard, motivation goes away. Oh, so true. And this is why <laughs> we cannot rely on motivation to create habits.
0: Mm.
1: Early in 2020, as I launched my career, my second career, my business, as as I was laid off at the beginning of the pandemic, I started to really explore this concept of simple habits. And I had created some great ones that have served me, but also was struggling to create others. And what I found is that when you have consistent action and you learn the thing, you hone in your skills and you're doing it and you automate it and it becomes a habit, then your confidence grows.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And that's when I I read a book that was life-changing and I've read a lot of books and I love reading, but Tiny Habits, it's a book written by Dr. BJ Fogg, who is a behavior researcher out of Stanford university. And he has made it his life work to be researching behavior change Mm -hmm. and how people change and what creates change. And in the book, one of the things that he talks about is how motivation cannot be relied upon. Number one, number two the abcs of habits are having that anchor moment doing the behavior and then creating the one action that allows your brain to make that habit stick your brain changes when you feel good so when we beat ourselves up because we didn't do the thing right then your brain is like i don't want to do that because if i'm not good at it then I don't wanna do it. I'm gonna beat myself up, I'm gonna feel bad. Hmm. But if you do it and do it in a minimal manner and you celebrate that you did it, even if it's a tiny step, then your brain is like, oh, I like feeling that. And it begins Hmm. to say, I better do that again. Hmm. And that's when you begin to create these habits. So the premise or the method for tiny habits is finding the anchor moments or the prompts that will remind you to do the behavior create a behavior that is small enough and then celebrate that you did it. And if you go above and beyond that tiny behavior, then great. And you start to grow your habits, but really starting tiny is key. And when I started to create tiny habits for myself, and I noticed that even those habits that I had already established, they were born out of doing something in a very minimal way, Mm. feeling good about having it done. And then continuing to start again if for some reason, oh, I didn't do it. Okay, let me try again. But always celebrating that, oh, I remember that I didn't do it. Good for you, Julie. You remember Let's try again tomorrow. (laughs) right? And then that creates the ability for your brain to be able to automate some of that. Uh, So Tiny Habits, I then pursued a certification as a coach, as a Tiny Habits coach. Very cool. And really has been so instrumental in my life and in the life of the women that I work with. Because when you create those habits and you feel proud, then immediately you gain more confidence. And when you're more confident, you're going to go and do the thing. And the more that you're successful at it, then guess what? Your motivation starts to show up as well.
0: Right. It's all linked together. It's all linked together. Oh, my gosh, that makes complete sense. When you talked about celebrating Mm -hmm. that, oftentimes I'm just reflecting on kind of my own day to day. But I feel like that part can go missing and reminding and encouraging our daughters to do that (laughs) feels really important because like you said, if there's no sort of positive outcome or positive reflection moment, then that feeling of success is less likely to be there. Absolutely. I never really thought about the importance of celebrating and kind of patting yourself on the back. Yeah. And that it doesn't have it to me. be a big celebration. And, mm-hmm. and
1: I think that this is where people also, I, well, I know when we coach tiny habits um, and we, we have a five day, it's a free uh, five day coaching the, the tiny habits Academy does. It goes on every week. And um, I jump in there and I coach every once in a while. I will tell you that 90 percent of the people is like i didn't celebrate i don't feel good i don't know how to celebrate and we really struggle and i think that if this is normal for 90 percent of the population i think it's n- much more so for us women who we are so used to not giving ourselves credit yeah. for what we do mm. um, yeah, i was speaking to my me- my niece who is nine the other day and I- we speak a lot and she was practicing the violin And she's like oh i'm just so terrible at it i said i know but you should you know what you should do when you're going to practice the violin you should when you finish your homework that's her prompt Mm -hmm. open your violin case and then say good job i opened my violin case to practice and that's (laughs) all she has to do and guess what that's her tiny habit but then she once she celebrates well it's an open i might as well practice right that's where she goes and What that creates is like, oh, I feel good. And that little hit of dopamine, feeling good, um, then helps her keep going. Mm. And the celebration is mainly giving yourselves a little thumbs up or just saying, oh, smile. I did that. Or "Mm, I remembered. And and those little things can create big momentum. Dr.
0: Fogg says tiny is mighty. And it's so true. Mm. I'm still kind of processing I think that thought of celebration and what that can look like. I'm thinking through some of the the routines that I'm trying to build into my daughter's lives like they both take their lunches to school and then okay. when they get home they're supposed to empty it out wash out you mm-hmm. know the, the plastic containers and whatnot container yeah mm-hmm. uh, and sadly I know that I often point out when they bring the lunch box to the kitchen but they don't empty it out and I let's let's
1: create the recipes so that because this is what we do we create recipes right so first you have to have that ability and the ability to make the habit happen means that you have to have the right space the right time so when you're coming home from school what happens right do you come in the door because that's already automated right you've been doing that Mm -hmm. Um, so think of what is the prompt. so for instance when we walk into the house and we put our our backpack down, Mm -hmm. then we take out the container and we celebrate. That's the tiny behavior, right? Mm -hmm. So pay attention to what happens when you're coming in, where do they drop their backpack or do they go into their rooms directly? Mm -hmm. So as soon as I put my backpack down, I will take out the container. So the recipe typically is when I blank, I will
0: blank Mm -hmm. and then celebrate. Ah. That's the framework of the recipe. When I blank, I will blank and then celebrate. That's actually super powerful.
1: So I'll give you one of my basic automations. I try to drink a gallon of water. I don't always hit it, but the water bottle has to be filled. So in the morning, I already have an automation. I have to let my dogs out in the morning. The door to the backyard is next to the sink. So when I let the dogs out, I fill my water bottle
0: okay right. and,
1: and then i'm like Woo-hoo, i filled my water bottle i'm there <laughs> right and of course if it's already full i typically start to drink a glass of water right then and there and once i drink my glass of water then of course you know we get into the other other habits right where i'm going to go to the bathroom so after i go to the bathroom i drink a full glass of water and celebrate uh-huh so so throughout the day One that one action kind of is the domino effect to the rest of the actions. Mm. And, you know, and I think that you can make it into, a fun competition into like, okay, who who was able to, you know, who came up with the most interesting celebration and who went ahead and right. And who did, after I bring it into the kitchen, I will empty out the container, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. something like that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to try and sort of, you know, incorporate this into our routines now. And Carmelita, you know, the Tiny Habits Academy,
1: again, it's, we don't try to sell anything or do anything other than teach people tiny habits. It's a free five day, and it takes less than five minutes a day to participate. So if you go to tinyhabits.com, you can participate in, in the process. And it's great That's because up. then you get a coach that actually Coaches you through the week and says, "Hey, by the way, did you try this?" And they can actually look at your recipes because as you're creating, you we ask you to create three recipes, and then you get a two minute teaching from Dr. Fogg, and then you
0: just email back and share whether or not you did your tiny habit. So fun! I will include that link in the show notes. Even the idea of a recipe feels super empowering. Like, what's my recipe going to be? What habits do I already have that I can build upon Mm -hmm. using this recipe?
1: Yeah, there's so many things that can be done, and and I have to tell you, you know, one one thing that I say all the time is, is consistent action gets you traction.
0: Mm.
1: It's just that showing up, you know, yes, we're going to be imperfect, but show up again. yeah, And that's consistent action is going to move you forward. It's that compounding effect that we really are looking for.
0: I loved that closing reminder about consistency. It's been several weeks since I recorded that interview with Julie, and I'll say that I've been more conscious about celebrating my wins. Instead of jumping right into the next thing, I actually do smile. I try to make myself smile even if no one's around. I'll take a few deep breaths to savor the moment, and I think it's working. I do seem to feel less angsty when tackling things that I need to do but don't want to, like flossing, don't tell my dentist. Um, And with my daughters, I think there's been an overlap of celebration and kind of positive reinforcement. And this does seem to help with them wanting to show up and do the thing again. For example, my older daughter is way better at feeding the cat lately. And I think it's because we've identified a prompt, which is finishing dinner, putting the dishes away. And I've expressed appreciation and given her positive reinforcement when she does it, which is kind of like celebrating. So now she's actually way more inclined to just do it. No nagging. So that's my very anecdotal and unscientific report out. Um, but hopefully some inspiration to try the celebration and recipes that Julie's talking about. So to recap, here are my key takeaways from this conversation with Julie. And remember, these can be shared with, modeled, um, you know, discussed with your daughters as well. Number one. To learn and become stronger, you are going to feel awkward and uncertain. You're gonna make mistakes and be a beginner, and this is all part of it. Anticipate and normalize these feelings so when you feel them, you can remind yourself that this is exactly where you're supposed to be. Just keep going. Number two, Julie advises, like Sheryl Sandberg says, don't be afraid to lean in. Maybe you don't feel like you belong, but the more you lean in, The more that you create a space for yourself. Number three, your brain wants to have habits, and if you don't create good ones, your brain is gonna create not so good ones. And motivation is a feeling. You can't rely on it to create habits. Instead, we have to turn to consistent action. Number four, starting with a tiny habit is key because you're more likely to accomplish it, celebrate it, and feel good about having it done. Number five, Be sure to remember to celebrate. That little hit of dopamine will help rewire your brain because it likes feeling good and it'll start wanting to do that thing more often. Number six, the premise of tiny habits is finding an anchor moment, which acts as a prompt for you to do the desired behavior, then celebrate that you did it. Create a recipe. When I blank, I will blank, then I'll celebrate. Number seven, consistent action gets you traction. We aren't going to be perfect, but just keep showing up. Those consistent, tiny steps can add up to big things. Thanks so much for listening. It takes action to claim something, and by tuning in, you're showing up for yourself and your daughter and embodying curiosity and a growth mindset. Celebrate that. If you haven't done so already, follow on your favorite podcasting platform, tell a friend, and leave a review. Also, visit NoBeRaiseThem.com and drop me a line or a voice memo if you have questions, comments, or topic ideas. Again, I am grateful for your time. And here's to strong women. May we know them, may we be them, and may we raise them.